Welcome into a trade deadline edition of Spits and Suds, one of the most exciting times of the year. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and I'm joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazines, NHL Guru, Sean Shapiro. How are you today on this day, uh, trade deadline day, my friend? I am uh, I'm doing well. I just, uh, right, before, right before we hopped on, I... Had another cup of coffee. We're good to go. And uh, in about uh, about two and a half hours, I'll crack the Friday afternoon beer. And it'll nice. be a wonder. It'll it'll taste great. So as the <laughs> as of the time that we're taping this, folks, that's so great. As of the time we're taping this, there have been forty two trades, eighty players on the move, and we're not even counting the draft picks. Um, this has been I, a, just a crazy trade deadline year. And literally, as we just hopped on, I'm seeing here that uh, Dmitry Kulikov is going to from going to Anaheim, going from Anaheim uh, to Pittsburgh. So, Ooh. so that's another another one, another one on another another one there. The another number one will on just the board. To grow, the number will continue to grow. <laughs> Mr. Klingberg still with Anaheim today, as of right now. As of right it'll be now, it'll be interesting to see where he is when people listen to this podcast. Yeah. Once again, we're recording this before the end of the deadline, so if you're listening, that's why we don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if if something big changes, we'll certainly uh, jump back on for you guys with it with an update. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get started, we're going to jump into the Max Domi trade right away. I uh, just mm-hmm. want to thank everyone. Uh, Six thousand downloads last month. Kudos to you, Sean, uh, for speaking to Jim Nill. We had the whole Tom Gallardi situation. We had trade deadline stuff. Um, but thanks for growing this. When we started, we, you know, the best we could do is get up to about one or two uh, thousand downloads a month. So to come up to six, you know, the goal is 10 and above. So we're just going to keep pushing for you guys. But it does show um, us that you do want a hockey talk, specifically Dallas Stars and NHL talk right here. Um, and so we're happy to bring it to you. So I just wanted to big stick tap. Um, to everyone that uh, listens and downloads. And thank you all for spreading the word. Please continue. It's working. So uh, the Stars last night, boy, how awesome would it have been if the trade could have gotten done and we could have seen a switch in a locker room? That would have been epic. I mean, the players probably would have hated it. But for us, the media, it would have been amazing. It would have been great. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of the great, spectacles and sports right the guy walking across from one yes. from one locker room to the other yes like it would it, it would have been great and uh the uh <laughs> they couldn't get the trade call done in time so that's why it didn't happen but it was uh it was definitely uh it was fitting that uh it was fitting that dallas was there so i mean domi was literally able to Domi was, it was, it had to be a bit of a surreal experience for Domi watching as a scratch, right? Like you get scratched by one team and you've got one set of teammates and X's, X's and O's and and, sorry, T's have to be crossed and I's have to be dotted and all that stuff. And so you're just waiting to find out that you're actually rooting for the other team in the game. Yeah. (laughs) Like it had to be a wild, had to be a wild experience for Domi. And then then you get on the plane that night with, with Dallas to fly, yeah. fly out. So yeah. it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely one of those interesting things. And uh, you know what, Gavin, coming into Friday and I wrote about it this morning, I never expected Jim Nil to be the first off the line type trader. That's not really who he is. Um, and 
and he's always kind of a watch how the market settles, watch how it develops. This is around the time he typically, um, this is around the time he typically makes a deadline move if he's going to make one. And um, with how everything had been going this week, I know people were like, people, I saw people on Twitter, they'd be like, is Jim Nill sleeping? What's he doing? Like, yeah. and part of it was just waiting it out and seeing the market. And I, I think the I think this comes together, and I th honestly, it's kind of what Dallas needed. It's one of the things Dallas needed. I mean, they can see you can still argue there's something else that they might need as well, but it's one of the things Dallas needed. Um, and it's something that goes back to that game last week when Kane and Domi basically decided to single handedly destroy the Stars in that four three comeback. Um, Jim Nill has had a history throughout his career in Dallas of there's guys who have played well against Dallas and Jim has made notes that I would love that guy on my team. And it's one of those, th it's, it's like, it's kind of like there's, there's an old mantra of like, if they beat us might as well trade for them. And so yeah. like, I like Domi don't the, the in-person viewing last week in Dallas really impressed the stars. And that's kind of that kind of put Domi more that kind of put Domi more on the stars radar. I know the stars kicked tires on some other things. Like for example, I know I do know the stars kicked the tires on Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, I and Tyler Bertuzzi, the Bruins, the Bruins can afford to do this because who they are and the Bruins because of where they are in the standings. But any other team makes that trade for Tyler Bertuzzi, I think we're kind of ripping into it because Tyler Bertuzzi is a guy who's has four goals this year and you're trading yeah. a first and a fourth for him and he's a pending UFA. And like, that's a, that's, that's, that, that would have been a gross overpay for Tyler Bertuzzi. And so the stars kicked the tires there. Um, I heard the, uh, I, so I, I know that was one thing that they were looking at. There was also some talk of like, could they look at the Van Reams in, into Van Reams who has, as of this moment has not been moved yet. Yep. Um, but Domi, Domi fits, I think Domi allows them to do a couple different things, right? He allows them to either find a space for him to put on a line with Sagan and maybe on a line with Sagan and Marshman. And, or maybe, maybe this allows you to move Marshman to the fourth line and just, and not look at it as a demotion, but right. use it as a opportunity for Marshman to be like, to kind of take it off his plate of you haven't scored in 30 games. We're not asking you to be a goal scorer right now. We just want you to find your other game first. I, yeah. I, I just think this opens up a bunch of different things and I'm happy with the value. I think, I think trading a second, not from this year was big. You still keep a second in this draft. I, I still, I, I wouldn't want to lose a top 60 pick in this draft, which right. is supposedly pretty good. And I also think it's uh, at the end of the day, it's a sad way for his career and time in the stars franchise to go, but you also get out of the Kudobin contract two months earlier, two months early when you weren't able to really trade away what you thought you were going to, um, what you thought you were going to be able to get earlier in the season. So I think it's a good piece of business by, by Nil and the stars here. And for what needed to be done to compete in the Western conference, this is enough. Now, if you're yeah. in the East, it's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you added two top six forwards to your team. And you yes. really didn't give anything up. You gave up Dennis Gurianov with a nice goal last night for Montreal, um, but mm -hmm. clearly was struggling here. And Ugh. yeah, I agree. You gave up that 2025 pick. So you, sorry, 2024 pick. So you protected it. Uh, was it a 2024 second round pick or 25? 
I believe it was 24. 24. Okay. Second, yeah, yeah. second round pick. Um, yeah. I agree with you. As soon as the trade happened, I thought Marchment should go to the fourth line. Um, I think he needs to get back to the basics. And I just don't know because who else would go to that fourth line? I mean, you're looking at mm-hmm. Delandria going to the fourth line, basically, right? And I think Delandria's played too well. I to think so, that, too. Yeah. To have that kind of demotion, right? Like, not, yeah, I, I just think that's not fair to you look at body of work and we're at the spot. A lot of times contracts make jobs at the start of the year, but I look at, and now like, I, I like the idea if you're, if you're building a healthy stars, let's, let's, let's look at the stars forward group right now. If you're looking at them as a healthy group going to the playoffs, and that's the key word, because obviously I'm going to bring up someone here who is still not healthy for the fourth line, but I like the pr- prospect of a stars forward grouping that goes the Robertson Hintz Pavelski line is obviously your number one line. I like a second line. I, I like a second line that looks like Dadanov, Domi, and Sagan. I think there could be something. I think you could do. I think that could be a really. I think that could be a strong spot where yeah. either so say Sagan or Domi could play in the middle. You could and they could both either both of them play the wing or the center. You could get Ben Johnston Delandria together. I like that grouping, yep. and then that that gets you a, a fourth line of Marchment, Foxa, and once he's healthy, Glendenny. Yeah. And I think that's a group where that becomes that fourth quote unquote checking grinding playoff line. Right. Where I, I I like how that looks in the playoffs. Right. I, I like how that looks and long-term we, you hope and you pray that Mason Marchman is able to find a little bit more offensive pop to justify that contract. But right now for trying to win the Stanley cup in 2023, if I have the year, right. I think that is the, I think that's the play. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I like about Domi, I mentioned this on Sean and RJ this morning, is he likes to go to the dirty areas, um, Mm -hmm. and he's got that skill set as well. One of the things that I saw during the Stars' recent woes, and I talked to Craig about it earlier this week, was, yeah, sure, they uh, in a lot of these games they had the shot advantage, but a lot of the shots, especially on the power play, were coming from the outside. And I like a guy that can go in high energy and kind of muck it up a little bit and kind of get on people's nerves. Now, in my opinion, you have two to three of them in Domi, Delandria, and Marchment to a certain uh, degree as far as, you know, getting in there and becoming physical. And you need those energy guys um, at yeah. times. So, I, you know, I like that. And I like that they didn't have to give up a lot. Um, let's see how he plays. He's having a good year, his second best year since being in Montreal. Um, and you're right. He did put on a show when he was here at the AAC. I also like the familiarity of the central division. Um, yeah. so I think he knows what's at stake and, um, he knows Colorado's coming and, you know, you need players like Domi when, you know, Colorado will be here. It'll be fascinating to see where the fit is, but, uh, I think the two fits are under the radar, but I think they're really good fits for the stars. I mean, you, the, the splash isn't necessarily there um, compared to other teams. But then again, you have to take a step back. You added two top six forwards, and oh, by the way, you kept all of your prospects, and mm-hmm. you kept your first-round pick for 2024. I think that's impressive. Yeah, and it, it was the other thing that about it, too, that just with Domi is he's a guy who, if it works out well, and you re-sign him. And you could say the same thing about Dadanov too, but I don't, th- I don't think both of them are part of the long-term plan. But I don't think, sorry, I don't think both of them are. I think one of them might be. Yeah. 
Um, and it doesn't it doesn't block Logan Stankoven from coming in next year. And I think that's the other big thing about all of this. When you when you look at trying to win a Stanley Cup in 2023 and build for the long term, you wanted to be able to stick that landing where it was let's get better this year, but let's also not block Logan Stankoven from being the the guy being being a top six guy and, yeah. and putting him in a spot where he has to play a different game because he's going to be good next year. Like, yeah. I, I, I truly believe he's going to be, I, I truly believe he's going to make an instant impact next year. Um, and you want, you want that. Um, it's, I, I think Dallas, the other thing from a trade perspective that we should address that happened last night, and it just is the fitting with the Chicago all element of all of this. Um, we talked Gavin and I want to give us, we talked a couple of weeks back even where it's like, do the stars have a, uh, do the stars have a backup goalie issue? And yeah. just because obviously with Scott Wedgwood being hurt right now. And um, so Matt Murray, basically there's a, there's a, there's a hockey part of it. There's a hockey perspective of it where Matt Murray gets a bit of the surprise NHL debut last night, but part of it comes from, Hey, are we going to play Jake Ottinger three in a row? And we're playing Colorado on Saturday because Jake's obviously starting on Saturday. Mm -hmm. The other part of it was from a Dallas perspective is it was a bit of the audition for Matt Murray sure. where it's like, Hey, we we're going to ship, we're shipping Hudobin out. We don't need, if, if, if Matt Murray can, can, if Matt Murray can show us, he can be the number three for the remainder of this year. Um, and even potentially the backup, depending on the severity of Wedgwood's injury, we don't have to shop more for that. And so that's another thing that, that we saw play out now. Um, and obviously Murray, Murray played first NHL start played pretty well. Obviously he's not yeah. Jake Ottinger, but I thought he played pretty well in the circumstances. And, um, and now he, uh, you have more confidence that, okay, we can trust this guy in an NHL game, especially early on. Like he made a couple the stars were a bit sloppy in that first period in front of him, and he 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 did very well then. Yeah, he did. He did. He had really good positioning, calmness. Um, love his interview after the game. I didn't realize the story of five friends on his helmet um, yeah. that he takes with him. I think that was a really really cool story. Uh, love the look up after the game, basically saying thanks to everyone and all. And uh, I love the reaction of the players. They were so excited for them. And these are the things during the season. It's a long season. But the win against Vegas, you know, a nice celebration there. And then you have situations like Murray last night. You know, these are things that kind of gel teams together as they move along because it is a long season. And, and things like that can provide some good energy in the room. Yeah, it's 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 a good thing for – to see guys rewarded who put time into yeah. the organization. That's something that it, it definitely helps build. And Murray is one of those guys who from a organizational wise has always been really well respected for how he shows up to work every day, how he handles things. Um, definitely. Um, and, and a guy who is frankly Going to get a big opportunity with a very good Texas team. Um, yeah. Assuming he gets, assuming he gets papered down to the, I'm assuming it will happen. Um, one thing that has to happen today um, in order for players to be eligible to play in the AHL for the remainder of the season, you have to be on the age in the AHL at the time of the NHL trade deadline. So I would imagine we will see um, 
I imagine we will see Matt Murray papered down in about an hour and a half Absolutely. to Texas. So he is still eligible for the AHL playoffs. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if the same thing happened for, um, uh, it may have already happened for Olison and, and, and Carlstrom actually. Um, but, <laughs> but with, 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 with them as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So good performance for Murray last night. Uh, awesome to see it. Great performance. Uh, I don't want to, it's kind of weird saying overshadowed by Jason Robertson this year, but I mean, Rope Hints, wow. I mean, just, yeah. we all knew he was a good player. But mm-hmm. I think the question was staying on the ice. And still to this day, every time he goes hard into the boards because he plays so hard, last night was another example where, you know, he actually came back and, um, you know, kind of took a cheap penalty. But at the same time, you know, he was pushed into the boards and he went down and I was like, all right, get up, get up. Um I, Matt I Murray think, is actually literally right now. Just Matt Murray and the Freddies were both sent okay. down to Texas, literally as we have been on the air. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. So. Well, that's great. I mean, good, yeah. good to see. Yeah. You know, the people in Austin and Cedar yeah. Park, they're going to park the, they're going to pack the barn for that uh, for the playoffs. So, um, yes. you know, excited for that, and that's valuable experience. Um, mm-hmm. So what I was saying is, Rupe Hans just been solid, consistent all year. Um, and you know, now that contract's looking awfully good. Um, I think the big question for everybody was, can he just stay on the ice? And he has. Yeah. Yes. And he's been, he's been good. He's battled when he's hurt. It's just, it is, uh, like that durability. And I think with, with Henson, it's something that's interesting. Just like you look at for the stars, there are guys on their team who have aged not not a, aged poorly is the wrong word but they've gone through things that could have aged them more right like the the bubble run like tyler sagan is old his body is probably older than it really should be because of the stuff he went through in the bubble mm-hmm. hints is like that as well so it's uh it's it's definitely good to see hints do that and it's he's someone who is going to be like it's so it's it's so nice to see him no longer under that underrated tag because yeah. he's he, he he I think he's finally being appropriately rated right by people who watch hockey. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree. So big win for the Stars last night. Uh, big tilt tomorrow against the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and you know one of the other excitements. You know we talk about Max Domi as the scorer, um, but also put on a show as an assist guy. When he came to the AAC, I'm excited if he is on that same line as Tyler Sagan because it seems as though Sagan's progressing, you know, and, and getting some points. He actually has an outside shot of 50 points this year. Jamie Ben continues. One of the things that I was thinking about last night, Sean, watching the game is that rookie wall has not come up for Wyatt Johnston yet. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm pretty excited about that, too. And And I just completely forget, like, this guy technically shouldn't have been on the team this year. You know, I mean, he earned his way on. He deserved it. But, I mean, I remember we were counting the days saying, you know, are they going to send him back to juniors or are they going to keep him up? So, I mean, he absolutely, to me, is one of the team's, you know, kind of quiet MVPs as far as not expecting. And, you know, for a kid his age to be playing at the level he is, to be, you know, side-by-side with Jamie Bennett, it's just been wonderful to watch. Yeah, he is a... I wrote about him after the Vegas game and 
uh, I wrote something just about how the fact there was a couple of weeks back, the bunch of the stars management and coaches, they were over at the, uh, uh, over at a Fort Worth, uh, I think, I think it's the Lone Star Brahmas now, right? That's the name of the, I believe that's the, the that's correct. NA3, yeah, the NA3, the, the NA3HL, if I, I think it's NA3HL. If I, don't, I don't, if I have that league right, incorrect, it is. I apologize. It's the NAHL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, um, they were over at that game and they were watching that game and they realized that and they started counting and there's about half a dozen players on the ice that were playing junior playing junior hockey there who were older than white Johnston. And it was wow. just kind of a great perspective reminder of like, this is what this kid is doing right now as a teenager in the NHL, in the best league in the world. Like he's going to have a long, long career and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, absolutely.